Welcome to episode nine of Inside the Senior Alliance, a podcast exploring resources in the field of aging. I'm Jason Macieski, Chief Advocacy and Planning Officer with the Senior Alliance, the area agency on aging serving Western and Southern Wayne County. Today, I'm joined by Susan Rowe from the Michigan Senior Advocates Council and Dave Lalumia, the Executive Director of the Area Agencies on Aging Association of Michigan. Susan and Dave, welcome to Inside the Senior Alliance. Thank you, Jason, for having us today. Thank you, Jason. Nice to be here. Great. Great to have you both join us. And we're going to talk about advocacy today and the role of the Michigan Senior Advocates Council. Advocacy is a duty that area agencies on aging are charged with under the Older Americans Act. It is a core function for us at the Senior Alliance. And as one area agency on aging, we annually approve an advocacy platform and send out a monthly advocacy newsletter. We also monitor bills, which all empower people to advocate. Dave, what is the Area Agency on Aging Association of Michigan, and what types of issues do you get involved with on behalf of older adults? Well, Jason, our association represents uh, all 16 area agencies on aging across the state of Michigan. And the, the aging network is, as it's often called, includes not only area agencies on aging, but also the state aging unit and more than 1,300 provider organizations that contract through area agencies uh, on aging. So we monitor all of the activity related to the aging network. We uh, advocate for aging programs and services with the legislature, and we're in constant touch with our federal representatives as well, who have a lot to say about how the Medicare and the Medicaid program run. While those of us who work in the field of aging monitor legislative action, we rely on a strong network of advocates to carry that message uh, about issues that are impacting older adults and take that to elected officials. The Michigan Senior Advocates Council is one group that takes that charge. Susan, what is the Michigan Senior Advocates Council? The Michigan Senior Advocates Council, or MSAC as we refer to it as, it's a group of senior leaders called delegates who travel to Lansing monthly from across the state. Delegates study senior issues and inform elected officials, devoting a significant platform at each meeting to visiting legislature's offices and talking with them and their staff. MSAC consists of a group of usually 30 or more adults appointed by the area agencies on aging across the state of Michigan. And we have three things that are in common. We're 55 years of age and over. We have ties to an aging network in our community, meaning we're either serving on already a AAA advisory council or we are a board member of that same AAA. Also, leadership delegates are active in local and state senior groups. They understand the aging network and its services and are recognized as leaders in their communities. Beyond these similarities, MSEC, it's a diverse group which cuts across racial, ethnic, and economic categories. The delegates hail from big cities, rural communities, and in this way, MSAC represents Michigan's diverse senior population. We are also a nonpartisan group, so we don't endorse any political candidates. We meet on the fourth Wednesday of the month at 9.30 in the morning, and our meetings normally take place in Lansing in person. But over the past year, because of the pandemic, we have been meeting via Zoom which in some ways has been very good because it has really increased 
our attendance at our monthly meetings. And at those meetings, we discuss various legislation that is now in the legislature and have visiting speakers talking about specific areas that are under the Older Americans Act and such. Susan, you mentioned that you're connected locally in our service area to older adults, and you're a member of our advisory council. So you you have that role as a member with our local area agency on aging on that advisory council and then MSAC. Uh, what do you do with our advisory council to bring MSAC back to other folks, other stakeholders in our area? When we have our uh, monthly meetings with the Senior Alliance or TSA in uh, the city of Wayne. I usually have a part on the agenda that states uh, what has been happening in Lansing from the perspective of MSAC. With the Senior Alliance, Jason, you serve as our government relations person. You take care of a lot of the work that would be done at a local level that most of the AAAs in the state of Michigan do not have. So I basically just talk about what MSAC itself is doing, such as this past May, we were involved in the program Older Michiganians Day. So we worked with the committee on that, as you did as well, from the perspective of the Senior Alliance. And it was a very successful event. I know the members of the Advisory Council appreciate getting the the inside story from, from yourself as well in terms of what's going on in Lansing. It's become a big part of our Advisory Council meetings. So I want to thank you for doing that. Dave, how does the Area Agency on Aging Association of Michigan and the Area Agencies on Aging as individual entities interact with the Michigan Senior Advocates Council? The Senior Advocates Council was created in 1977 by the Area Agencies on Aging Association of Michigan. And Jason, you mentioned the responsibility to uh, advocate for seniors and for older adults. This mandate was built into the Federal Older Americans Act when the AAAs were created back in 1973. So we've had, since 1977, we've had a very active group of MSAC delegates, and they have worked on a a variety of issues. I've been very impressed with their interests, with their passion with with their skill in talking to legislators and writing letters and uh, identifying the issues and the the important uh, points. But MSAC has been involved in a number of issues, elder abuse, uh, nursing home reform, home heating assistance, no-fault insurance, my choice expansion. And every year they're involved in in appropriations activities and, and asking the legislature to make more resources available for programs for older adults and people with disabilities. Yeah, MSAC has been really involved in helping our advocacy work, especially when it comes to the budget, as you mentioned. Susan, how many visits do you typically make when in Lansing for a Michigan Senior Advocates Council meeting? Normally, I will stop in and see sometimes just two of our representatives because the Senior Alliance covers Western Wayne County and, and downriver. Uh, we have a lot of representatives that are in our district. So I spread it out. So normally I will get in two visits, sometimes three. If uh, in the case of the Michigan Older Older Michiganians Day, I would hit all of the representatives and Jason would take on the senators. And normally it's been really a very learning experience on my part and on their part. Well, several of them are new and they do not 
uh, really know too much about the MSAC or senior programs in general. So they're very appreciative of when you can go in and especially when I can go into my own representative's office and sit and chat with him, which which I do do. Uh, unfortunately, the pandemic has really cut down on in person. So it's been over the Internet uh, with either emails, phone calls, sometimes Zoom meetings. So um, I'm looking forward to getting back where we can actually sit down in person in Lansing. Yeah, I know when people sometimes begin advocacy for the first time, they're a little bit intimidated by meeting an elected official, especially a state level elected official. So when you meet with state representatives and state senators, what is the reaction that you get when you meet with them? Well, in my case, I have served locally as elected official on the city council in the city of Wayne, as well as mayor. And when I was in those positions, I was active with the Michigan Municipal League, which often I would meet several of the representatives. So now I just have am wearing a different hat. So it's been it's been fun changing gears. And I am not as intimidated with them as probably someone who's never been in that type of position. So that I think is a plus for me. I just, they're just regular people like everybody else. They get up in the morning, get dressed and and do a job. And they're as eager to learn about the different areas that they represent and the people that they represent and what we can bring to them. And I found they've been appreciative of the information that MSAC can provide to them. And I provide to them as both the MSAC, as well as sometimes the senior Alliance uh, member of the advisory council. Although I try and leave that part of it to Jason more than anything. And Dave, what's been your experience? I've noticed that the MSAC delegates tend to take one another under their wings once in a while. If, if there's a new delegate, some of the more experienced delegates will offer to take them along on a couple of meetings so that they get a little bit of experience and get more comfortable in a, in a setting like that so they can go out and meet their own folks. They've been very supportive of one another. And I think it's really improved the level of advocacy and the effectiveness that they've had when they talk to members of the House and Senate. I think it was a great point that you made, Susan, about the legislators' willingness to be educated on topics. I find that quite a bit when it comes to my choice waiver uh, and some of the budget issues. They're really trying to understand the perspective from people that are advocating on behalf of older adults. And it's a really great opportunity to to teach and have them learn about issues that may, they may have not encountered in the past. Dave, could you share a time when a conversation you've had with a legislator has helped them build better understanding about an issue involving older adults? Yeah, I, I think uh, Susan mentioned that their legislators, for the most part, are eager to learn. And I would, I would agree with that. Many legislators have had some contact with their local area agencies on aging. I mean, the, the network covers all 83 Michigan counties, and legislators like to keep in touch with their local citizens and, and advocates. So there have been a number of occasions in, in which conversations uh, have had a major impact on issues. And one that I can think of has to do with the My Choice uh, waiver program. And that this is a program which which serves people who are Medicaid beneficiaries who are in danger of going into a nursing home and it provides community-based services and supports to keep them in their, their home. And a conversation that we had with a legislator about this program while he knew the, about the aging network and what it did 
was not at all familiar with the extent to which uh, home and community-based services could keep people where they wanted to be in their own homes, at the same time avoiding the expenditure of a lot of money to place uh, someone in a nursing facility. So this uh, example that I'm thinking of was just a, a very effective opportunity for our delegates to educate legislators about, about our programs. And Susan, how about you? Could you tell us about a time when your advocacy has had an impact? Yes, I would agree with what uh, David said also with the My Choice waiver, but also in regards to just the budget and the amount of money being allocated for the direct care workers and the increase in their salary. And then also the fact that the kinship care program that has been initiated at the state level. It's important that uh, we get this point across to the legislators that people need help. And some of them just don't know where to go and their family members need assistance in providing those services. And a lot of the state legislators do not realize that all of this is important and is needed and there needs to be some funding available for them. So I think in the, in the area of funding, that has been one area that I have found to be um, very important, as well as bridging the digital divide. I have a summer home up north and up there, internet is just so poor. And I was actually talking to a representative and just showing him the map of how little internet service is available, broadband service available up in the northern lower part of Michigan, as well as in the upper peninsula. And uh, he was impressed that we had that information available for him and appreciated my being able to share that with him. So I think in my instance, I, I think it's very important and it has served, I hope, in some ways, getting them to uh, push a little bit harder when they're in their committee meetings and discussing the various bills. Yeah, budget issues, kinship caregiver, my choice waiver, broadband internet access. These are all issues that we as advocates, I think, have been able to educate and inform our state legislators on and really give them information that they can use when they're doing their work on these pieces of legislation and appropriations bills. And it's a really, those are really great examples of how we can have an impact as advocates. Dave, is there anything you'd like to add? Just add that, and Susan brought it up, the, the importance of supporting our direct care workforce. There's always been a need for more direct care workers in the aging network. But I think we can truly say right now that there is an employment crisis and that the shortage of direct care workers is having a severe impact on the ability of the aging network to provide uh, services. And I think, you know, we see that in a number of different sectors where people are having a, a very difficult time finding and hiring and retaining anyone. And that it's Nowhere is it more important than in the human services and the aging network when we need people to care for older adults and, and people with disabilities and they're getting very hard to find. I think I, I would just say that this is going to be an issue which uh, is going to affect us a great deal over the coming years. Yeah, our advocacy on direct care workers has been going on for some time and is really critical to what we're trying to do in the aging network. Susan, what would you say to someone who's interested in joining the efforts of the Michigan Senior Advocates Council? Well, first of all, um, I would tell them to contact their local area agency on aging and ask if they could get involved, if they would like to be more active, especially at the Lansing level. 
it's fun. It's eye-opening and it's inspiring. And the staff at the MSAC office in Lansing is just wonderful. Dave and Jen are so helpful. Whenever you need information, they're readily available to get it for you, help you get it. The contact that we have with our lobbying organization in Lansing is fantastic and getting us additional information. Uh, it's just an all-around good organization to be in, especially if you, you have to be an older American to be in it. But it is uh, inspiring to see how people in the older aging population are so passionate and so interested in moving forward and getting the information out there so that the legislatures can be informed when they are in their committee meetings. That's the most important thing. They need to have that information there readily available. And with, you know, having internet, having that accessibility now is so critical and so important. And I find it's a lot easier to communicate sometimes with some of the representatives with the internet than it was when we could actually see them sometimes in person. But that in-person contact is important. And I would love to have more representatives from our area since we do have so many districts that we cover in Lansing. It would be nice to divide that information providing to the representatives. Yes, we have 14 state house members and six members of the state Senate in the senior alliance service area alone. Mm -hmm. And I want to join in your comments about the Michigan Senior Advocates Council and the Area Agency on Aging Association of Michigan about it's a group of people that are really dedicated to what they do, but they really enjoy what they do as well. Those meetings are, there's some passion that goes on there and a really desire to inform legislators and help make an impact on behalf of older adults and people living with a disability in our community. So Susan and Dave, I want to thank you both for joining me today on the podcast. You're welcome. It was enjoyable. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to, to be with you. If anyone has questions about services or programs the Senior Alliance offers, you can call us at 1-800-815-1112 or email us at info at thesenioralliance.org. Information about our agency or programs and services we offer can be found on our website at www.thesenioralliance.org. On Facebook, we can be located by searching for The Senior Alliance. And finally, our Twitter handle is at AAA1C. I'm Jason Maciejewski. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Senior Alliance. Inside the Senior Alliance is a production of the Senior Alliance and Blazing Kiss Media.